Sharing Vaccination Status Across Care Settings, a conversation with Patty Austin. Good afternoon, and welcome to our series of webinars focused on bringing you information about COVID-19 related topics. The information in these weekly webinars is geared toward long-term care and skilled nursing facilities, but we encourage everyone who is interested to attend. Today, we will be talking about sharing vaccination status across care settings. My name is Kathy Caudill, and I'm a communication specialist with Quality Insights. And without further ado, I will get us started. Today, we are talking with Patty Austin. Patty is a quality improvement specialist at Quality Insights. She has been working in the skilled nursing arena for the past 29 years. After starting her career as a nursing assistant and leaving the front lines as a director of nursing, the variety of perspectives that Patty has enables her to see the big picture, and that helps nursing facilities create lasting change within their communities. Patty has been with Quality Insights since 2016, and she considers it a privilege to be able to interact with so many different facilities on a variety of topics each day. So welcome, Patty, and thank you for joining us today to talk about communicating immunization status between providers. Thanks, Kathy, and hi, everyone. So glad to be here with you again this week to talk about a subject that we have visited many times in our quest to ensure that we're providing excellent care to our residents, communication. And of course, because it is 2022, not just communication, but communication and COVID. We talked a few weeks ago about ways to enhance our internal tracking of COVID vaccination, vaccination status. And today we're gonna consider the next logical step in that progression communicating that status to those that may need to know outside of our facilities. And with that, I'm going to hand it right back to Kathy to get us started. All right. So to get started, um, you say that we need to communicate vaccine information to those outside of our facility. Can you elaborate on who might need that information? Sure. And that is, of course, a great question. We are still balancing a resident's right to privacy with medical safety after all. So if you're discharging Mrs. Smith and her neighbor calls you and she wants to know, hey, has Mrs. Smith been vaccinated? Um, does she have COVID? Has she ever had COVID? Of course, you're not gonna share that information. But there are many places that will need that type of information. Sharing immunization status can help us to keep our community safe while also serving to improve the continuity of care between providers. So let's consider some common places that our residents travel to and why sharing in those circumstances might be important. Routine appointments to outside providers comes immediately to mind. Places like the dialysis center or the wound clinic in some cases, your residents might be going to those providers several times a week, and it can start to feel a little bit redundant to continue to share the information that you gave last week again this week when that information may not have changed. But we know that Murphy's Law loves long-term care, and the one time that we don't send all of that information is going to be the exact time that maybe there's a new nurse working on the receiving end and she needs the information that we forgot to send. We also know that by regulation, we need to have strong communication with those types of providers for care planning purposes. Of course, 
We also need to consider the hospitals and the emergency departments that we send our residents to. During those transfers, time is of the essence and vaccination status may very well be the last thing on your mind. However, those high risk settings are vital in limiting community spread and protecting our residents. Then we have possibly the most important area to consider, those residents that are discharging to home or to a lesser level of care. Communicating during that time involves making sure that immunization information reaches the resident's community provider, as well as people like the home health agency that will be involved with their follow-up care, and not just the visiting nurses, but those home therapies as well. And you know what, I'm sure that I may have left some people out of that loop. Um, when we cut to the chase, we really need to consider it our responsibility to ensure that all providers that come in contact with our residents understand where that person is in the vaccination trajectory. It sounds as if this is a really important subject. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a bit more about why communicating vaccination information is so important? Sure. So let's look at two different sides to the same coin our short-stay residents, and then our long-stay residents. Remember that when we talk about long-stay, that doesn't necessarily mean those people who are our permanent residents. By MDS standards, anyone with 101 days or more in the facility is considered a long-stay resident. But realistically, we know that often residents kind of eclipse that magic number of days and still discharge back to our communities. And those are often the very residents that frequently travel to outside providers and most certainly are those that are at most risk for those sudden ER transfers. Considering those data points among residents who are with us for three and a half months or more, we can again see two groups emerge. Those who will remain with us for custodial care and those that are simply taking a little bit longer to reach their goal of either returning to home or discharging to a lesser level of care. And let's look at each one of those subgroups for just a minute. Those who are remaining with us indefinitely are in some ways the most easily managed when it comes to vaccination status. As we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we're gonna have strong systems in place to ensure that we know the current status of each of our residents and when their next vaccination is due. These things are within our power to control. The importance of communicating their status to others is in large part to assist our community partners in protecting their settings and then the community at large. We know that we as an industry feel vulnerable at times when we open our doors to visitors with unknown vaccination statuses or accept new residents whose status is unknown. We're kind of left to hope that the visitors who come in to see their loved ones and might be having some sign or symptom of illness choose not to come to see us. Or we find ourselves committing time that we don't really have to tracking down vaccination documentation from outside providers. In some cases, we're left without proof of vaccination at all, leaving us no choice but to consider that resident unvaccinated despite their verbal reports of having been immunized until we can find the proof that they have indeed been. This lack of control has been an ongoing subject as we talk to many of you. We know how COVID is coming into our buildings. We just don't know who's bringing it and we have no way to anticipate its entrance. 
understanding the vaccination status of as many people who are into our building as we can is going to help us to better determine where our risks lie. And we can then help our community partners understand where their risks lie. We also recognize that preventing community spread also protects our facility. Even when we have our house in order, COVID isn't something that we can consider someone else's issue. It has to be handled as a problem of the community, not from the perspective of a siloed entity within the community. As much as we appreciate the ability to be provided with immunization data when residents enter our building, other providers are equally as appreciative. And while we can control the microcosm behind our facility doors to a certain extent, we cannot as easily control what walks through those doors. So we have to do our part as community members to be good custodians of community health. You said that there were two sides to the coin. So can you speak about the other side? Um, I believe you said it was the short-term residents. Sure. I guess I got a little sidetracked there for just mm -hmm. a minute. So let's think of short stay residents as any resident, regardless of their length of stay, who's going to discharge from our facility. First, let's look at those super short stay residents, those that are with us for just a couple of days, maybe the post-op residents, for example. They come to us, maybe they're unvaccinated and now they're willing to receive their vaccination or maybe they're due for a booster. Many times we don't have the time to complete an entire two-step vaccination series before those residents discharge back to the community or maybe they're gonna discharge before our next booster clinic. Or, you know what, maybe it's even a case of an attending physician not wanting to administer vaccinations or boosters until a specific length of time goes by post-op. So for our purposes, our hands are tied as to how much we can do while those residents are under our care. That doesn't mean we can take a hands-off approach and just say, you know what, we did our part, we're done. We're still committed to the health of both the resident and to the community. We need to have processes in place that ensure that we communicate vaccination needs to those that can follow up on the vaccination trajectory after the residents discharge from our facility. By regulation, we know that there are specific things that have to be part of that discharge process, and doing those things has become second nature for us. Making the communication of vaccination status part of that discharge process is gonna to help to ensure that we're meeting our obligation to our residents' health and our obligation to the health of our community. Vaccination needs should be communicated to the community physician and the home health care providers at a very minimum. This will allow for these providers to identify any potential risks and to ensure continuity of care for our residents. Communicating immunization needs to responsible parties will also play an important part in making sure that vaccinations aren't missed and that vulnerable persons are protected. At this time, no standard or best practice has been developed to ensure we're doing what we need to do at time of discharge. So it's gonna be up to each facility to determine the best way forward and then to adopt that way forward as an expectation in the same way that documenting disposition of medications or completing a discharge inventory sheet is an expectation. The same theory applies to those who are up to date with their immunizations at time of discharge. 
just because we've done what we need to do does not relieve us of our responsibility to share that with others. The booster climate remains ever-changing, so the need to have continued vaccination remains a very real possibility, if not an expected outcome of this pandemic. Ensuring that those that need accurate vaccination statuses to provide ongoing care is as much a part of our discharge planning as providing a medication list for what we're discharging our residents as having been prescribed. Again, making this routine part of your discharge process is going to be key in ensuring that our community and ultimately our facility are protected from this um, COVID surge. Standardizing the process is going to be key in ensuring that um, new additions to discharging a resident becomes ingrained in our practice. We know that if we don't standardize a process, the chances of it kind of sticking are very slim. So by standardizing, we will ensure that we're able to move forward in a way that will allow us to uh, continue to succeed. It's also worth mentioning that our federal regulations may not include the word COVID, but they do speak specifically to what we're required to do upon discharge. F622 tells us that among other things, we have to address two factors that relate to COVID vaccinations. First, we have to provide information related to any special precautions that our residents require for ongoing care. Typically, we think of things like bleeding precautions or fall risk. In today's world, I'm gonna suggest that masking and social distancing might be considered a special precaution for those that remain unvaccinated. The same regulation also states that we have to provide a record of any recent immunizations received. And we know that historically, this particular regulation has been focused on specifics other than these, but in today's world, it's very likely that reviewing communication of immunization status may become more of a focus. If you don't currently have a tool that you use to track immunization status, AHRQ does have a really nice one available for download on their site. If you need help um, in finding that, please let us know and we'll be happy to do that for you. With regard to regulations surrounding COVID vaccinations themselves, we know that guidance has not been specifically updated to include COVID just yet. However, Reviewing Regulation F883 that speaks to flu and pneumo vaccinations could be helpful in helping you see the direction that um, those regulations, when they do come, might take. Okay. So, Patty, it sounds as if you are saying that the responsibility of COVID management extends past our residents' time with us. Can you suggest ways to incorporate this into our current process? Well, that is not an easy answer, but I'm happy to give you my thoughts. <laughs> Each of us is, are going to have a slightly different discharge process, but I'm going to suggest that the vaccination plan needs to start long before discharge. Actually, I think the best place to start a vaccination discharge plan is with admission. Creating a vaccination record upon entry to your facility and then making that record part of the official medical record is a longstanding best practice. Adding COVID status to that record and then, of course, keeping it updated seems like a fairly simple adaptation to a current process. 
adding vaccination sections to your transfer sheet uh, may work for some of us. Others might consider things like grab-and-go vaccination records that can be pulled or printed every time the resident leaves the facility. If we can change our mindset and elevate vaccination status to the same level of importance we assign to things like fall risk and code status, we'll find that it too becomes second nature to include that information as part of every transfer. Adding vaccinations to the 48-hour care plan might be another way of ensuring that the process is started early on. Remember that you'll need to educate the people who are involved in the transfer and the discharge process um, if you hope to have any success. Who gathers the information packets when residents go out for appointments? They're going to have to be educated. Who initiates the discharge to home process? They too are going to need to understand the new expectation. And I know that kind of sounds overly simplified, but really it is just that easy. When we understand the importance of the information we hold to those around us, sharing becomes the expectation and not the exception. All right. If you want to reach out to Patty directly, you can reach her at 1-800-642-8686 and her extension is 7633. You can also email her at paustin at qualityinsights.org. And you can check out our other interviews by visiting qualityinsights.org slash QIN underscore blogs and pods. So that's QIN underscore V-L-O-G-S-N-P-O-D-S. Patty, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks, everyone. And thank all of you for joining us.